John. Merely. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Fine. I was just reading your email. I was like, what is this he's sending me? <laughs> <laughs> what what was that? Was that I'm, just to me? Or... St- no, that's to you. I'm starting to write again. Ah. I've decided that I would um, open with that and then sort of build on that. Ah. Okay. Because because of the shape shifting, right? This is the first time that you've turned into a woman instead of a calf. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is the first time. I think so. I I I think. Well, I have to go back and re- review it now. I don't know. Um, I'm a little foggy. Mm-hmm. Emotions are real though. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't get all the way through before the call came through, but um, I'm trying to remember. You know, like when I first came onto the scene and then, and then typically Kelly is petting me as a cat, right? Yeah, because well, you come on, you're, you're communicating from NGC 234, but you're not really visible to us, I don't think, are you right away? Mm. Don't you first appear essentially to Jacqueline as a cat? Right. And but- uh, like, you know, like. Jacqueline's taken way back, like, what the hell? Right. You know, and um, then, um, and then Kelly is the one that really understands who you are. Right. Very quickly. She's, she's got it together. And then, uh, you know, things just evolve. And then you, at this point, uh, are, um, then you decide, or somebody decides for you, or you decide to shapeshift yourself into the um mm. into uh oh wait 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 I, i'm remembering at this moment when i come back you were reminding me of all this who i am yeah that's what i'm doing uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm reminding you because you don't know where you are i'm reminding you who you are but i'm also thinking about who you are because i'm seeing you really for the first time mm. mm-hmm in this opening paragraph, I'm seeing you for the first time as a woman, as opposed to a cat. Right. I could have swore there was another. I have to go back and read. I have to go back. I could have swore there was like one other mention of that when you're well, it could driving. Be. It could be. I mean, I'm not. I'm not taking notes. I'm just writing. I know. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> The problem with having, you know, having the material sent to you from someplace else, oh, you don't take gosh. notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's it's just so good, though. I'm excited that you're writing again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's time. Mm-hmm. Got to get back to it. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Get are this you thing handled? Are you feeling it, or are you just saying it's time? No, no. I, I, I'm emotional. I mean, I'm my emotions. Are driving the deal, not my not my intellect. Okay, good. Um, I feel like it's I, I can feel it. That's why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it's got to so. be. That's how it was, you know, for me when I was writing the stories in the game. You know, I just I think I told you that I had gone on a writing retreat, and for you know I was there five days. For four of those days, <laughs> I did nothing but self care. You know, and it was like, okay, Merle, that's enough. That's enough. Open up your computer. And, oh, my God, did these stories just start pouring out of me. I think that's really how all good writing happens. I, I, in my opinion, I don't think that you can, I don't think you can rubric a story and have it be anything but wooden. Uh, now, that's maybe unfair for me to say, but that's how I feel about it. I, I think that, and of course, and that's how I write, too. I mean, I write. I write from the hip. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so yeah. I could probably never write an instruction manual because I just couldn't get through it. I couldn't deal with it, you know. Yeah. I have to write stories. Isn't that what I wrote? Well, you wrote an instruction manual, but I mean, you wrote it in, in a way that it's, that it's I think, uh, um, it kind of dovetails into the stories that lead into the, Mm-hmm. to the to the formulas mm-hmm. uh, so you write stories i think you write exciting stories thank you but um i do enjoy it i have to say you know my whole opinion of facebook has really put a damper on all that you know 
I just don't do it anymore. What? Why is Facebook the the, the villain here? Uh, because, you know, technology has changed so much and their policy has changed so much. And because they're all trying to feed AI, uh, they're just basically, we've talked about this before, they're just taking your information, your creative license and making it their own. And I, yeah, I actually read or heard somewhere that, you know, once you put it on Facebook, like it's not yours anymore and you can't publish it. And I was like, wait, what? You know, because those are all, that's my intellectual property. That's mine. <laughs> and all of a sudden they own it. I'm like, no. So is I that, is that part of their it. terms and conditions of using their space that they own everything you put on there? Well, that's, I haven't read it. I have not gone over it personally, but yeah, other people have, and that's what they say. And um, so it just, huh. you know, it's a real deterrent to me. It's just like, yeah, well, you took the wind out of my sails because I don't feel like doing it now. You know, and that's, well, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how, I mean, you know, as as a friend of the court, I, I don't I can't imagine how you could even chase these things because um, the um, the First Amendment, you know, and the First Amendment, the fourth state uh, uh, is now just too gauzy. You you can't chase anything. Mm-hmm. Um, who, do you, who are you going to sue for what and who owns it? And did a machine write? Did you write it? How do you prove it? And mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's going to be like the old West. Um, there will be no rules anymore. The rules will just go away because I think the technology will get out ahead of the rules so fast that the rules can't keep up and you'll end up with, um, you know, well, I don't know, but I mean, I, I'm not, it's, I think, no, I, reg- I think it's a big regression. It's what I think. Yeah. Well, big regression. I agree with that to some point we are going to go back, <clears throat> but in a good way. And, um, in this time right now, when we're crashing and burning, you know, it's like, why even play there? You know, I can hold back. I don't need to write any stories. I don't need to, I don't need to do any of that stuff, you know? So I do the minimal and, um, even with my posts, you know, like I'll put stuff on there and people will say, did you write that? Like, who wrote this? And I'm like, if I, if it's here and I didn't cite it, I wrote it. You can mm-hmm. know that, right? Because I'm going mm-hmm. to cite it. And that's mm-hmm. one of those things that people don't do. They forget to cite where they heard it, where they read it. Did you, you know, who give credit where credit is due? And people don't care anymore. And it's like, right. uh, yeah, and they should. Right. So what's, so then what's left? What's left is your ability to either pirate other people's material or your own mix and mix and match and come up with some kind of, of, copy some kind of story that grabs people's attention to some other use so it's going to be promotion endless promotion to get you to do something else right i'm not going to play that game i'm just not going to play that game you know that's really interesting i I always get blown away by my youtube channel because my youtube channel has been at like 187 followers for 10 years at least you're loyal (laughs) 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 no but i mean even like you know uh i've watched other people like other friends and stuff create their channels and i mean just with whatever you know what i mean they're just putting stuff on there and um it's like all of a sudden they have you know so many more followers and i'm like all right so i don't know i don't know i don't know (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that still the the um, that part of the industry is alive and well because I'm still getting um, email from people who will, for a price, give me, you know, reviews right. on on my books, and uh, right. you know, and then they appear in somebody's garbage can because nobody knows what to do with them if you ever get them. I, you know, I I think I don't know. I, I like organic growth myself. I I got yeah. plenty of time. I'm not going anywhere. Well, you know, obviously I've never stressed about it. I've never given it any weight at all. And um, I had somebody else like, you know, who, who does that marketing and stuff going, ma'am, ma'am, let me help you. (laughs) You know, like something, my setting was wrong or something was wrong on there. And, um, you know, I went to Google to try to give him access so that he could do that. I could not get in for anything. It would not respond to me. I'm like, all right, I forget it. I don't care. 
I agree with you. Let it go. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a mistake. Maybe not. I think that I think that good material rises to the surface eventually, no matter what. You have good material. I have good material, and I'm not. And and I don't feel like we're self-serving here. We have good material. Mm-hmm. Um, people that read the books um, are fall in love with them immediately. Right. Uh, and so I'm not worried about that. Um, right. I was. Um, Neither. I you know and I and I don't want to become like an like an F Scott Fitzgerald and die at 44, um, because those guys you know in the in the Cafe Society of Paris, and finally in the United States. I mean they just they just drank and screwed themselves to death, and I, I don't want to do that. Mm. Uh, I still want to have credibility mm-hmm. as a human being, not just as an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. However, you know. Uh, in my opening paragraphs of this next section of the book, I do refer to myself as F. Scott Fitzgerald as I'm feeling feeling my emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm willing to go there. Um, but I, I really don't want to, you know, knock down a bottle of VO in the first 15 minutes. Either. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's funny to me. It's I think that, um, you know, like I had somebody ask, did you write all that? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I wrote it all. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> kind of a funny question, isn't it? Yeah, it is a funny yeah. question. But I mean, it's it's a valid question though because there are a lot of ghost writers out there. Yeah, that's true enough. You know, that's and um, there's you know collaboration and I don't know whatever whatever people do to write their books. But no, I wrote it you know through and through. And <laughs> when I write on Facebook, a lot of times I'm like, Merrily. You're overusing a comma. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. You know, or, but, oh, here's another thing I discovered too, though. When I'm typing on Facebook to write a post, like, you know, you're looking at the keys or whatever, you're trying to figure it out, and then you've got that predictive thing, and which always messes me up. It's like, no, I'm not trying to say that. And I'm trying to type, the cursor will move itself. I've watched, I've witnessed this thing to where I'll just be typing, you know, like my sentence. And then all of a sudden the cursor will pick up and go to some part in the sentence or whatever and mess it up. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? So it's like, you know, for, for everybody who's such a stickler about spelling on post, you know, whatever the, you know, the oopsie was, it's like, you got to cut us all a break. You know, I'm I'm hoping that we all try to proofread. Sometimes we still miss it, you know, or sometimes we're in a hurry, you know. And you think it was only like a one liner or something. How did I mess up? <laughs> but yeah, well, I yeah, I, I mean, I'm guilty of dropping words all the time, or or dropping a, a letter off of a word, or was, you know, so it becomes almost becomes funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I I I guess it's just one of my. Of course, I have an editor. Mm-hmm. So I hopefully that gets you know I don't mm-hmm. have to worry too much about it. Mm-hmm. I have two editors at this point. <clears throat> yeah, but, yeah, um, which is good. Yeah, but sure. I mean, I, if I read when I read your your routine correspondence, it's it's really well done. I mean, mine is mine looks like I've been you know writing on a roll of toilet paper in a trench. Yours is really well done. What are you talking and, about? My correspondence to who? Well, to me, or to, you know, oh. if I see a letter that you write, you write oh, good stuff. Thank you. I mean, you're just, you're functionally a good writer right out of the box. I'm an idea guy that has a good editor. There's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. I just, um, you know, and, and I never really knew that. I never really knew that about myself at all. I never set out to be that. You know, when they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I never set out to be that. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, that was the piece that I wrote for the comic book or for the uh, the Commander magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, about what I want to gr- be when I grow up. Oh, that was good. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that was really good. <laughs> I did not like that, too. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um, but you see, you wrote that. You You didn't take a lot of time to write that. No. <laughs> you just wrote it. Right. I mean, I know that. You Why? just wrote it. Why? Because I, I just do. Because yeah. I do. 
I know, you just wrote it. Boom. Because mm-hmm. we were talking before you wrote it, and we were talking after you wrote it, and not that much time passed. Right. Yeah, you know? I said it too. Mm-hmm. True. Well, you I know. know these things. I know these things. I'm not stupid. I do take I notes. Know. Neither. I know you're watching. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I love it. You know, my um, my next book that I have been like, you know, on the fence going back and forth, like, I don't know why. I, sh- I should just write it and finish it. But I'm not in a hurry. And there's there's parts of me that I'm just like, you know, um, very truthful, vulnerable, and, you know, which I don't mind being for my life. I don't, I don't mind at all. However, there's a responsibility to others. Others that don't deserve it, that don't deserve the mercy. And so I'm struggling with that right now. Well, is that your, but is that your, is that your mission? Do you have that? I mean, do you care? That what, your mission? what mission? What do you mean? For those who don't deserve it. I mean, what, you know, um, wouldn't you be happier if you just dealt with what you like? Dealt with what I liked? What do you mean? Well, you're having trouble with writing because you, because you have a real high emotional uh, context over some segments of society, right? Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so well, okay, so let me just fill you in then. So the this next book is <clears throat> the follow up to you know the problem with women, which was the chapter I contributed to the change. And in that book, you know, of course, you know, men are like, "Oh yeah, what's the problem with women?" You know, it's like, <laughs> keep reading, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, so this next book is literally to enlighten men as to, you know, why women live in fear. You know, Mm -hmm. the things that men do that are just completely unconscious that are, you know, why you're pushing love away, why women have to, you know, stay home when it's dark or watch their back constantly, all this stuff. Why? We're not fearing other women. You know? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 lays it. That, that smacks it right down, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, it's men that we fear, and that is a shame, because it's men that need to protect the women and children, and we're the ones who are so vulnerable to the abuse. Yeah. You know, and and men, righteous men, should stand up for us and you know, for other men to say, you know, what are you doing? You know, it's, it's really time to grow up and mature and be the, you know, the full uh, definition of what being a man is. Well, we should just start martial arts for women and make a successful but that's industry the thing. out of that. I don't, th- that answer is not to <laughs> defend yourself with violence. The answer is for men to correct their behavior. I think that's, I mean, obviously you're right. But, but um, you know, until that happens, I probably would love to know how to do a couple of chops. Yeah. Well. You know, on my way to the grocery store, on my way to my car out of the grocery store. You know, a couple of chops wouldn't hurt. Just in case some guy forgot to read the book and showed up. Well, Okay. <laughs> So, you know, to that point, I did have to defend myself. All right. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Oh, gosh. Well, (laughs) I didn't want to talk about it. (laughs) But here we are. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. So the book. um, Okay, so let me tell you this. I had read a book called, um, it's right here somewhere, Life Beyond Me Too, hashtag Me Too. And so that really, like, I mean, she gives so many statistics as to, you know, what women go through all around the world. The abuse, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the um, the sexual over overtones in every situation. Just It's just a constant having to shield yourself from that. And I don't think, you know, in general that men really 
you know, understand the severity of it, you know, the depth of it. Well, the men don't feel it because it's not about them. So it doesn't register. Yeah. They're insensitive. Anyway, go on. So, um, so there's, you know, I want to mention a few things about that book and then, you know, and then kind of give an account of my personal experience as a woman, you know, what I have encountered my whole life. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, how men are, it's just despicable. And I'm Mm -hmm. such an advocate for men, you know, such an advocate for, you know, raising men, I should say. Well, you've raised a bunch of men. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my, my boys would never, never think to be anywhere near, you know, what I've experienced in my life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's um, when I think about like how far I've come or, you know, who I am today and stuff and how, I guess naive, but just subject to it all constantly in every single job, you know, it just, mm-mm. So are you, uh, were you subject to work, to workplace harassment? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Everyone is, Uh, every woman. That's that's literally just a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like you're open for business. Go ahead, harass me. What do you have to say to me? Go ahead. (sighs) Yeah, it's, it's awful. And, um, to the point where, you know, I probably should have pressed charges, you know, and I didn't, I didn't. And it's like, God damn early. It's like, why do you have to, literally, I mean, maybe at that time I wasn't conscious of what I was doing, but subconsciously I'm still protecting others. Even to this day, when an injustice has been done to me and you know most recently not in that context but you know I sit there and I'm just like I'm gonna forgive them I shouldn't but I'm gonna forgive them so I've been trying to let it go but that's part of your deal though forgiveness isn't it um no it's not my deal John forgiveness is so misunderstood you know, I mean, I'm the one that said forgiveness. I did use that word, but really what it is, is mercy. It's not forgiveness. <laughs> mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that plays right into who you are as best at. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. She's capable of killing you, but she's going to smile. This right. Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, because forgiveness is, is for me and meaning that. I have to take responsibility for what I didn't see, what I didn't know, the allowances I made, you know, the exceptions, the excuses, whatever. I have to be accountable to my part in the dysfunction and then forgive myself for it and then move on. That's it. I don't have authority to forgive you. All right. Yeah, that, that's I. Yeah, I, I know that in your in your in your frame. Yes, I know yeah. that. Okay. So, so really, it's mercy that comes in, meaning that, you know, mercy is not giving you what you deserve. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I don't, you know, I, I, God, I suppose, I mean, I, I can't rehold really myself immune to not ever having workplace harassment, you know, and, and if I were to harass women, I, I'm sure I did. I'm positive. Uh-huh. I must have uh-huh. had to. Have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's a thing and it's real. And so anyway, to the book, you know, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm kind of stuck on that. If I want to move forward with that, or do I need to do that? Because I've already written the, the rest of it, you know, like what men don't see in themselves that need to be illuminated you know, that's this part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Um, you seem to go forward without any uh, marketing uh, thought. I mean, you just go forward with what you think. You sort of do what you want to do and you don't seem to care. It's... That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, if, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you're a disaster. <laughs> no one can... <laughs> God, that's so true. Oh, God. I think about yeah. it all the time. You're absolutely right. I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll pivot on a dime. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the queen of pivot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what she's going to do. <laughs> well, I had, a, I actually had a psychologist tell me I was that way too one time, and it was just terrible. But, but he did. Yeah, but what? Okay, so let's analyze it. What's so bad about it? Well, I think from my perspective, nothing. But you know, I wasted a lot of time applying applying for a job I didn't get because the psychologist interviewed me right. and said, well, "I'm not going to advise these guys to hire you because I have no, I cannot tell them how, what you'll do. You're completely <laughs> unpredictable." Right. You know, they'll invest twenty five thousand dollars in you, and you'll walk. Mm-hmm. They won't even look over your shoulder. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, gosh, does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, absolutely it does. Well, you know why? Yeah. Because you're accountable to you. You're not accountable to others. And uh, other people don't like that. They want you to fit in a box. I know. You know, and it's like, you can put me in a box, but here are the terms. You're going to love me. And in the moment you don't love me, I'm out. And that goes for, you know, processes, systems, platforms, whatever. You don't love me? I'm out. Yeah, it's quick. I guess that's maybe, maybe that's good that it can be that quick. But it certainly is, um, yeah, it's a way. I mean, I, yeah. Well, you know, people, I mean, they might be thinking, well, Mary Lee, not everyone is going to love you. But it's not about that. <laughs> it's not about loving you. It's about it's not I mean love in that in the in the in the pedestrian curbside context, it's not about love. Mm. Right. It's about it's about some derivative of the word. It's about the definition. What does it encompass? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I right. know, I know. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I, I'm i seeing it all the time, like in posts and this and that. So many people are, you know, I'm not going to complaining, but posting about the same thing, you know, how hard relationships are or, you know, why people are single or I just want to find this. When am I going to find the love of my life? Well, I'm going to just do this and hope that my love will come. <laughs> I'm thinking, hey, I help yourself. There's, you know, I mean, obviously not everybody is privy to the book. Clearly. Well, they should be. Yeah, they should be. Because the answer is there. And I do you think people believe in an answer? Well, they don't know how to accept an answer because they don't even know what the question is yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... A guy named James Ogilvy wrote a book called Living Without a Goal. Yeah. And not everybody can do that. Um, you know, because you get this all this business from business about you're not a team player. You're not right. one of us, John. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not this, you're not that. And I'm saying you got that right. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> and I've. Um, I don't think people understand what the answer is. First of all, they're usually not smart enough to even call for the question. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe it's because of pressure, maybe because pre- society has so much pressure on them, they can't. The pressure is causing them not to be able to um, call for the question of who they are, or why they are, because they're trying to make, make their payments. You know, right. keep the car running, pay the rent, whatever they're doing. So they don't have very many moments to reflect. And of course, the more reflection they do, the happier they are. And that's hard to get through to people. It's not an easy task. Well, especially, you know, when the tagline is whatever the question, love is the answer. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? (laughs) It means exactly what it says. Yeah, it means a lot to people that read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, right. Oh, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right but you know for those who haven't and maybe aren't compelled to or whatever it's it's whatever the question what are you going through what is your personal struggle at this moment 
one of the greatest books I think ever written, and it's never never been um, given the credit, but it's called Mornings on Horseback. Uh, and it's about, it's a, it's a story about the young life of Theodore Roosevelt. It's written by David McCulloch. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, you know, Roosevelt was a tremendous man, I think Theodore was, uh, Teddy. And um, he was just a great guy. He was a man's man, of course. But um, uh, he... He did a lot of reflection. God, he did a lot of reflection. And that's what the mornings on horseback come through. Um, just, you know, I, I sailed, um, uh, flew, whatever, just to reflect. Uh, I used to run just to reflect, mm-hmm. just to think. Take the time. You do, you know, you do whatever it is you do. Um, meditate. I never, I've never been a meditator. Mm-hmm. I do, I somehow, um, I don't know, do other stuff. I'll sit. It, I guess I meditate. I sit and look at the water, you know. Right. For, so that's meditation, I guess. That's right. Way, isn't it? it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's different forms of meditation, and then there's different results from the different forms. So it really depends on how deep you want to go, you know, and what you're happy with. You know, I, I mean... I think there was a meme or something that just said, um, you know, people have lost the ability or the time to just sit in their bed and think. Mm-hmm. Just think. You know, it's like right away, people get bored. Think about what? What am I going to think about? You know, it's like, well, what are you going to do? You got to be doing something all the time. Well, especially if you view life as a clock ticking. Or you know pennies in the jar, whatever it is. Right. I do. I do reflect on my day. You know, like like what I can't get it back. Yep. If I haven't had a good day, or if I I haven't done enough, or whatever it is, yep. and I have to get over that because I I I think I'm hurting myself more than I'm helping myself by worrying about whether or not I got anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how important is it? Not. Um, I have an obligation, of course, to myself and society, to my family, whatever. But um, I don't know. Right? Well, are we absolving ourselves of bad here? What's going on between you and me? Are you telling me I'm okay? I Am I telling you're... you you're okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay? Well, you know, then you have to ask yourself, am I happy? Well, what the hell is happiness? Damn. You know? <laughs> uh, you got that somewhere? Yeah. You make yourself happy with barely. I know you do. <laughs> Damn. You know, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. If you're, if you're, un, if you're, if you're just, dis- I mean, I have crawled through trenches to get to the point where I want to be happy. You know, with business, education, teaching, you know, whatever. All those things. I mean, I've had 55 different careers, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And um, am I happy? I don't think I'm happy. No? I mean, yeah. I really, and, and I don't know what, the, I don't know, you know how to dissect the functionally the whole term or the whole word, but I don't feel happy. I feel frustrated. You're not happy with me? I'm happy with you. I think. I thought. Maybe I am. What do you mean? I should be. Of course I'm happy with you. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Well, because if you weren't, then, you know, find yourself happy with Marilee. Doesn't hold any water. (laughs) (laughs) No, of course I'm happy with you. I mean, you and I are wonderful. Yeah, but it's Um, not just you and I. That's not the, the point of it. Finding yourself happy with Marilee is along with Marilee, along with because you're you're implementing this same, you know, frame around this world, around your life experience. Well, okay, I can I, I intellectually I see that. All right, but you're a captivating personality. Okay, and so um, from a male perspective. Um, you, if I could be happy with you in that, in some kind of a safe space with you, then I would be, you know, in my head as a man, I would be happy. 
Um, it's a it's a fallacy. It's a false it's a false promise. But when you're unhappy, and I'm not I'm not I don't want to get the wrong impression here. Give the wrong impression. I'm trying to make a point. I'm, I'm maybe not going to do a good job of it, but but um, uh, you you're like Sergeant Pepper leading the band, kind of. Okay. Does that makes sense. All yeah. Right. Um, and and uh, but Sergeant Pepper wasn't as attractive or sensitive or smart as you were, as you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so you know, uh, it's it's hard to disassociate with you to be for the greater good because you are such a safe space, mm. and you are such a safe space yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and what you're saying is to uh, to the people, you must pull away and use me to become better collectively. All right. I understand that. I understand that intellectually. Intellectually, I get a lot of stuff. Emotionally, I'm like anybody else. Mm. I'm I'm stuck in my own revolving mm. door. Mm. All right. Okay. I'm not sure. Does what that make that, any sense? Yeah, but I mean that revolving <laughs> door means that um, the energy of Marilee, you know, like being consumed by the energy makes you happy anyone you know because life is good it's just good but you know the revolving door means when Marilee isn't around per se and then there's other life forms that don't follow the same prescription they're challenging and so then you revert back to who you are and it's not very happy you know all right so, so what's your so okay Okay, so the idea is to um, take what I've written and apply them in your life so that I'm not a crutch. I'm, I've just delivered the message. And then, I mean, obviously, if we're friends, we're friends. But besides that, for those who, you know, are not close enough to be my friend, my personal friend, you know, I've given you everything you need to do exactly what I've done. And then find yourself happy because now I've given you the answer. And the answer is the same for every situation. And I think that's what's difficult to, you know, really wrap your head around. It's like, how can your one book be the answer to everything in life? And you don't understand. And it's like, because it's not about me. It's about love. Love is the answer. You have the key. You know, it's a I concept have... book, I would say. It's a concept book, huh? Yeah. A concept book? Yeah. Love being a concept mm. as the answer. I have to look up concept to see what that means, but I think that's what it is. Well. It has to be a concept. What else could it be? It's what? Okay, wait a minute. What else could what be? Love? Yeah. I mean, no, the book, the book itself. Oh, the book itself. Yeah. It's a, to me, it's a formula. All right. Well, that's, I think that would fall under concept in its own way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, there's, you know, what, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's kind of like, you know, somebody has to read it to really understand where we're coming from, where I'm coming from. It's like, you know, anybody who has this book in their hand, when they do in other countries that, you know, they don't have easy access to me are still like, wow, you know, it, it opened th- them up. I think what you're, you're, there's a frame, there's a phrase called harebrained tortoise mind. How intelligence increases when you think less. Hmm. And um, I think if you allow yourself to relax, into your book or into the situation or the concept you're better off absolutely it's very hard to do that though if you're under pressure from society if society's got pressure on you then you're it's hard to do and uh if if you were hildegard of bingen a german saint um you know and the only thing you had going for you was your concept I guess um, you can pull it off. But 
you're compelling. And that's that's not necessarily, I mean, that's a plus, but it's not necessarily a plus. Because you're, you, when people encounter you personally, they just want more of you. Mm-hmm. Not their fault. Mm-hmm. But you're that powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking out of school here. You are that powerful. You're that strong. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also understand that what it is they want is not me. What they want is love. And that's what I represent. That's who I am. I'm, you know, that's what they're feeling, seeing, witnessing. And life becomes very easy because when they have problems and they're like, Marilyn, what do I do? And I give them a simple solution. They can't believe how simple it was. They didn't think about it. You think you're addictive? Um, is that fair? <laughs> It's a fair question for me. <laughs> um, yes, I'm saying short. Yes, time. yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I have to say yes. <laughs> and, right. and I and the reason is simple. Love is addicting. Anybody who's ever fallen in love with anyone knows that you just want to be there. You know, nothing okay. else. Yeah, nothing else matters. And it seems like when you fall in love with somebody, everything is right in the world. Yep. Yeah, you've got somebody to love. <laughs> and Right, so all the other foibles kind of don't matter right. anymore because you've got this position for you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Exactly. And, you know, when you're talking about the pressures of society, that's a myth. There's pressures of society that we allow to pressure us, but it's not there. It's an illusion of this world. If we take back our power, if we take back our time and have the courage to do that and say, you can wait, this can wait. And, you know, all the looming, you know, consequences of, oh, my God, but if you do that, you know, this is going to happen. So what? You really come to find out how weak the system is. (laughs) They have no power over us. None. And that's why it's so um, daunting to look out in the world and think, oh, my God, I have to, you know, hit all these buttons and obey all these laws and show up on time and blah, blah, blah. All this stuff is adding to the pressure. And so we can't think and we can't take our time back. And we are literally like caught in this tidal wave of circumstance. We're just trying to find our way up can't breathe well from a community standpoint i see that but i still i still would say that that um one of your crosses to bear would be you presenting as a false flag that that someone who who takes up your your cross and really believes it they will have a very hard time pulling away from you and going forward on their own because you are so compelling. I think that's a false flag of your concept. And I think that's where you're, and I think that's your biggest cross to bear is how to keep yourself isolated in some way so that you're not, you're not being pulled out all the time by people who are needy, who are reaching for you all the time. Um, Somehow you have to be able to tell, this is, I'm giving you the world according to me right now, but, but I think that, that that's, a, that's a cross you must bear somehow as to, is to do what you do and not be, not have people trying to consume you for what they need. So, okay. And, and I appreciate that. And I agree with that. I totally do. But here's where there's a disconnect. When you understand the workings of the game and how love operates, you're not susceptible to that. And the reason why is because your discernment is so high. You see it coming. You don't put yourself in line with all that. So that as, as, as a matter of practice, you don't allow that to happen is what you're saying. That's right. All right. That's okay. right. I, you know, I will, um, of course I give and I will give, but the moment I, I identified that you are not concerned about you 
and what this new education can do for you. But instead, you're trying to get closer to me personally. That doesn't work for me at all. It's like you cannot be interested in me and not be interested in my work. Especially well, when I, you know, the I, I, I understand that. Yes, of course. But but are you always capable of spotting that? Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. You are? Of course. People tell you who they are in the first encounter. All you have to do is learn how to listen. You know, whether it's by text or private message or, you know, phone call, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's there. And um, it's, you know, very discouraging to me, quite honestly. You know, because what it does is it diminishes my value. And it, it puts me at a level where I'm just like every other woman out there. I'm just on the buffet table. And, you know, whoever it is can't see that you know there's value there it just looks like a tasty dish mm -hmm. yeah and okay. it's like yeah i'm not for sale i'm not even i'm not offering myself up i'm not even on the table buddy so you know <laughs> and i mean i say that because of men because i'm a woman but but women on the other hand if they haven't done some sort of work and i mean work and i'm not just um uh, falling under a religious umbrella, but doing the personal work on themselves, then they will view me as competition. I'm not competition for anybody. You know, I'm just living my life. I just happen to share what I know. So, as people read your book and talk to you online and are, you know, interchange with you that are you then kind of a learning organization yourself? Are you the, the manifestation of a learning organization? Probably. I guess you are. And I think you? that would, yeah. And I think that um, obviously it's going to happen. Yeah. I'll be, I mean, I need people to really take this serious because I need instructors, you know? So, uh, so you're, you're a, so you are a discipline. Actually. Yes. You are. You are a, a name your number, a fifth discipline. That's right. <clears throat> okay. All right. And, and one that, um, you know, people like to find the gray area. You know, they like to, to just um, cast their opinion and saying, well, but not all the time. Well, you have to pick your battles. Well, you, it's like, well, you're not ready. And then it's a narrow path, very narrow. And you either walk it or you don't. How, how do people get mad at you? Do they, how do they rebuke you? Are they disappointed in you? Are they mad? What, what, what causes someone to, to walk away from you? They don't do you think they don't No, People don't walk away from me. God, that sounds awful naive. Come on. No one's ever walked away from you? Um, well, okay. So <laughs> I remember when I was like 18, my boyfriend broke up with me. And... No, no, no. Bring it forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he right. I remember, yeah, I know. I, I remember a kid hit me in grade school too. But then... <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, then, I'm talking about now when okay. someone is into your discipline and yes. they become disappointed in you for whatever reason, how do they walk? What do they say? What happens is, okay, I'll tell you what happens. They get angry. Um, <laughs> it's like they get angry at the light. They don't want to be shown certain things, you know? And, uh, sometimes you, you just can't help it and people get really mad and it hasn't happened very often but there's been you know um i would say i don't know two or three times where you know people have walked away in anger because of something that i said but i know for a fact in hindsight they had a knee-jerk reaction they got triggered and it was really nothing that i did 
and uh, and it's unfortunate. And a lot so of people- they're transferring it to you. Their problem, yeah. but they're transferring the problem to you because yes. that's very convenient to do. Right. From exactly. their from their perspective, yeah. Right. You know, and um, and you know that's fine. Um, no, but honestly, I I can't think of one person that's walked away from me. What? Okay. All right. Uh, do you have any failed relationships that, that are gone, completely gone? Failed relationships that are completely gone. What does that mean? Well, people that you were, were friends with that you're not friends with anymore. Or... Oh yeah, most definitely. I had to walk. Do you walk? They walk. Who, no, I do. Walking? No, I do. I walk. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. I have to walk. Why do you because... have to walk? Because I have to maintain the standard. See, people don't Damn. understand. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're so bulletproof. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, you know, if, if none of us holds the standard, we'll never get better. You know what I mean? We'll not have anyone to look to, to for an example. You've got to have the courage to hold the standard. And then when yeah. you do, the people around you who really love you will elevate to that standard. Now you have an understanding. This is how it's going to be. And I've had to lay that groundwork a few times with people that I, that I love. And I said, look, we're not going to have this relationship. This is dysfunctional. It's got to be loving and respectful, period. That's it. I don't have drama. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm fooling myself, but I mean, you asked the question and. Hey, I'm the one calling for the questions here. You're the one making the answers, you know. I know, I know. But, you know, sometimes I feel like um, I'm being set up to be full of myself, you know, and I, I don't, he, you just asked me an honest question and I answered it honestly. People don't walk away from me. I think that's valid in any circumstance. If you're, if, if both sides are willing to be honest with one another, then I don't think that that's grounds for, a, you know, for blowing it up. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be conversation. Um, that's just basic communication skills maybe, or how to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some of the things that you've talked about in the past that that really are truths about how things really don't repair, mm-hmm. even though you even though you wish they would, they don't. And I and I think that's one of the biggest um, hurdles that people who would want to be the, make themselves happy with Mary Lee would have to face is that mm-hmm. it's it's hard to face the reality that a thing isn't going to get better. Right, because you want it so desperately to get better, and it's not going to get better. Because mm. that's human nature, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess is it? You know, Am I right? Am well, I saying it right? I'm still thinking about the question, like really trying to think, like who would walk away from me? And I would say that there have been people, you know, on social media, probably. Ooh, that that you know. barely counts, though. So I media. know, but I, but but. You know, that maybe they don't follow me anymore. Maybe they've, whatever, for whatever reason, for whatever reason. But it falls into an expectation. If people have an expectation for me and I don't meet that expectation, they get angry. And it's like, you can't have an expectation I don't know anything about. Yes, yes. If the expectation is false or incorrect right um but there's then there's this societal obligation that keeps passing around about about how we have to keep uh um i don't know uh, have to keep the estate together somehow the, you know the the human estate has to somehow stay together it can't fall apart we have to work about keeping it together because that's how we remain strong um you know, we can't go into a regression. We have to be strong. We have to put up with a whole bunch of stuff and tolerate and da 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 da. Mm. How does that all mix up? 
No, we've got to we've got to break it down to start anew. You know, we're, we're trying to hold it together, hold it together. We're holding together the wrong program. You know, and and I don't do what other people do. So if there's an expectation of, you know, me, I don't know, having a face out there and, you know, more pictures or, you know, more, I don't know, civil duties or I don't even know. I don't know what the expectation is, but I have, I don't have any inclination to have, you know, it's like, I have to share. I have to keep posting this. I have to keep feeding you and proving who I am. No, I'm living the life. And this is between me and God. (laughs) I know what's going on in my life. Um, So the money's worth of knowing Merrily is practicing what's in the book. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Is that that's the long and the short of it right there? That is the long and the short of it. I mean, literally, if somebody just picked up the book, they don't know me at all. That right there, if they if they took it serious to be like, oh, my God, my whole life just changed. I mean, they don't have to know me. Knowing me is just, you know, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so. So. So are you like Elizabeth Gilbert then who wrote Eat, Pray, Love or or. Um, where it's, it's your it's your concept of your story of your situation, but you don't hold conferences for people. You just don't do that. It's, yep. Those are those are my words, but I'm not you. I'm not part of your deal. Mm-hmm. You have to learn from what I write. My my strength to you is my writing. It's not my person. Right. Well. I, uh... Yes or no, yes or no. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally just fly by the seat of my pants. I can't say that I I won't do that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I literally just I'm inspired. You know, when I'm inspired, God says, Look, you gotta go out and do this right now. I get up and go do it. I'm I'm just not subject to what the expectation of society. And so when I get up and do it, good things happen. Well, you're talking to adult learners as opposed to, you know, K-12 people. So adult learners have a different set of expectations, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because... And I don't think it's healthier necessarily, it's just different, so... Right, because that foundation has already been laid. It's mm-hmm. what other people who are quote-unquote teachers or inspirational speakers or whatever they, you know, the title is, we like to put things in a box, you know, so if you're going to call yourself, you know, a motivational speaker or you're, I don't even know what, what I would be, but I have to fit into that box. And that's something that I don't do. So what you're doing then as an author, writer, seer, starseed, saver of the world, I guess, is you would be holding men responsible for holding women in wretched subservience and feudalism alongside religion. You're keeping people pure of heart and soul. I'm, John, I'm keeping me pure in heart and soul. What other people do is their business. All they did was put it in a book. <laughs> I, I want to get something for my money. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I literally feel like I, I did it. I did it for you. I didn't leave anything out. I, you know, I, I didn't do it with the intention of, you know, uh, I don't know, I guess a follow-up career or something like that. I, I, my whole being is just for one thing only. And that was to follow the order and that was to be love. And so that's what I've done. And in doing that, Right. Is, is your book a social contract then, do you think? Yes. I think that the moment you have that book in your hand and you start to read it, you're in. See, here's the thing. We're all in this game. And most people are ignorant to it. You know, they, they just have no clue. Mm-hmm. And that might be a blanket statement, but we're talking about love. 
And the moment you pick up that book and start to read it, it's like you're in play because now you know and you can't claim ignorance. So when you choose not to be loved, you have no one to blame but yourself. That's one of the greatest lines in your book, I think, besides all of what you've written is what Greg wrote in the foreword. Hmm. When he said, when the last, the last sentence is now you're in play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Was that ever powerful? I got to that point and I thought, man, I've just been hooked. I yeah. just got, <laughs> I'm on a slippery slope. I'm now on the way down. I cannot save myself. Oh, that's shit. right. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not see that coming? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh, um, God, yeah. And it's the truth because, you know, the devil will come and go, really? Because you hold the answer in your hand now. He's been yeah. exposed. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, <laughs> for all for all of my, you know, chasing around the mulberry bush today, it really is a good book. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and honey, we're out of time. All, All right. right. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you I later. love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.